When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll just, I'll just sit in the background and do my work and worry about that. I don't need any TV time. You certainly won't be seeing me, Brent. One week later. Yeah, I got one of the striker's assistants, Tim Payne, with me. I don't need any TV time. You certainly won't be seeing me, Brent. I'm a background man. Good Nothing used to annoy me more than, than coaches in the media all the time. It's, it's about the players. One week later. It is weird seeing you in striker's colours, yeah. torn allegiance. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I've been at Cricket Tasmania for 20-something years, so to have a, a new experience in a different environment has been really good for me. How are you finding it, the assistant coaching role? Yeah, I'm loving it. It's about the players. So I'll, just, I'll just sit in the background and do my work. Uh, famous last words as I welcome Adelaide Strikers assistant coach, SEN Tassie co-host and former Australian captain Tim Payne. Tim, can you explain yourself, please? Uh, well, you know, firstly, it was a bit tongue-in-cheek when we did a little bit of a podcast the other day, but... <laughs> My, I have done very well to get to game eight and not be on telly, so I was pretty happy with that. And, um, no, I stand by that. I don't, I don't love seeing the coaches front and centre, so I've tried my best to stay away from it, but um, had to um, had to help out. Dizzy's been doing a lot of interviews, so he wanted a night off, which was fine by me. Uh, very good to Fox Cricket and Kath Lockton as well. So you've uh, done the right thing. How are you enjoying uh, the role? Yeah, loving it so far. Um, would, would have liked to have won a few more games and be qualified for finals already. But um, no, in terms of the role and um, South Australian cricket and the Adelaide Strikers give me the opportunity, something I'm really grateful for. As I touched on in that interview, I've been in cricket Tasmania since I was about 12 years old. So to go into a new environment with, with new players and, and new staff has, um, has been really good for me. And again, uh, facing up against the Hurricanes tonight, uh, it was a big game the other night, a vital win to get, and it's exactly the same tonight when you look at that BBL table. Yeah, it is must win again. Like we've probably been in that situation for the last three or four games, so it's, um, it's good for us um, to have experienced it a couple of times already and had two wins on the bounce, so we've got some good momentum, but um, you know, we know the Hurricanes are a hard team to beat, particularly down here at Blunston Arena, and I think um, they'll probably get their best player in um, back in the side tonight in Matthew Wade, which makes them even stronger. So we've got our work cut out for us tonight, but if we play our best cricket, we'll give ourselves every chance. In the short form of the game, Tim, Matt Short's been incredible for the strikers. Uh, he's played for Australia. Is, is he the sort of guy that you can see potentially playing test cricket for Australia one day as well? Yeah, absolutely. I can't I can't see why not. I think there's a few guys we've seen sort of through the big bash come through the system in, in, into Test cricket. There's another one of the Melbourne Renegades who I think has got the ability to do it in Jake Fraser yep. McGurk. I saw him firsthand. But yeah, Shorty's work uh, for me up close and personal has been super impressive. And um, you know, he's dominating this competition at the moment. He's leading from the front from an Adelaide striker's point of view. And um, he's certainly been for me the standout player of the tournament. He's, you know, he can he can bat anywhere in an order. I'd imagine in red ball cricket, he's a gun in the field and he can give you some handy off spin as well. So um, I think he's going to play a lot of cricket for Australia in all three formats um, going forward in the next four or five years. What have you made of the tournament to date, uh, Tim? It's a bit of a slow start, you know, some rain and you know early injuries to players like Glenn Maxwell, but. The shortened season, it, it seems like it's really gathered some momentum and, and we've seen some really good cricket played and some, and some really good matches. 
Yeah, it certainly feels like it. I think, yeah, the tournament quality's been really good this year. We've had some close games going down to the to the last over, which is what we want. And certainly from an Adelaide perspective, the crowds we've been playing in front of it at home at the Adelaide Oval have been amazing. And I think there's a, a decent crowd fronting up tonight here in Hobart. So, um, yeah, I think the players are certainly feeling the love and the energy. And, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the shortened version of the Big Bash has, has certainly worked. Um, we'd like to get some more of our, our big-name players available for it. For, for longer periods. I mean, we've had Alex Carey once and unfortunately haven't had Travis Head and there's, you know, some superstar players that are playing test cricket at the moment, which would only add to the big bash um, going forward as well. well. Dave Warner's committed. He's leaving his brother's wedding to play games. That's commitment. Yeah, I saw that. that How'd that commitment. go down? How's that go down with well, the fam? Well, not about you, Jules. It all depends who picks up the bill, doesn't it? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm more than happy to fly in on a helicopter tonight if someone else is paying for it. So I'd be interested to see who's picking that one up. But... Um, no, good on him. I mean, as I said, we want to see the best players in the country and in the world playing in this tournament, and David Warner is certainly one of them, so I look forward to seeing what he can do uh, in the coming nights. It's fair to say there's been a little bit of talk, Tim, about who will replace him at the top of the order. Can you remember a time recently in Australian cricket where a single selection has generated this much talk, this much opinion, this much passion and this much emotion? No, not for a while, that's for sure. But I don't remember one where it's been sort of forecast months in advance yeah. either. So that, that was certainly a little bit different and, and allowed for a lot more speculation and opinion, which is great for people working in the media like us. Gives us something to talk about. But, um, yeah, I saw an interesting quote from George Bailey yesterday, and it's not a bad way to look at it. Uh, you know, there's some, some percentage he used of opening batters for Australia didn't start as opening batters. So um, if anyone else can do it, uh, I imagine the best player we've had for the last 10 or 15 years, Steve Smith, will be able to adapt and, um, it's not a bad place for him to start against the West Indies. I think he might be loading up the truck and scoring some big runs in the next couple of test matches. So has any of these decisions the Australian selectors have made around, you know, Green coming back in, Smith to the top, Bancroft and Harris missing out, Renshaw being the spare batter, have any of these raised your eyebrows or do you think they'll turn out to be the right decisions? Um, well, time will tell. Won't I? I mean, Steve Smith, I'd imagine if you look at his test record, will make a success of it. He, he can bat regardless of situations, conditions around the world. His record stands up in, in every condition and every spot he's ever batted in. So I'm sure he'll, he'll kill it as an opening batter. Uh, but yeah, certainly you've got to feel for Cameron Bancroft. He's, he's gone away and done uh, everything he could possibly do in Sheffield Shield cricket and hasn't quite been given the nod. And, and then I suppose just Matthew Renshaw has picked ahead of him because of flexibility, then that's that's fair enough selection as well. But, um, yeah, I certainly think Cameron Bancroft will get another crack at test cricket. And, and when he does, he's, um, you know, a much, much better player than what he was when he first played. Um, the same with Marcus Harris. He's probably... A lot of the talk's been about bangers, but I think Marcus Harris is probably the really stiff one because he's been on tour for two years, which has limited his mm. ability to play shield cricket and score lots of runs um, and bang the door down. And then when he has played shield cricket, he's sort of been in and out for a game or two and it's hard to find some rhythm. So I feel um, Marcus Harris is, is probably the stiffest of all of them because he's, he's been around the squad and um, it's got to be a bit of a kick in the guts today for, for him when he finds out that Steve Smith's opening the batting. But um, as I said, he's one of the greatest batsmen we've ever produced, so I'm sure he'll do well. The selectors have said they've picked the best six batters in the country. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, well, yeah, not really, no. I, don't, I think Bangers and Marcus Harris have got a pretty good um, record in first-class cricket, so um, I think one of them should be in the in the best six. That doesn't say that I'm picking them in the test team. I think Looking at the lineup, I think they've picked the best team and they've obviously got a plan and they've had that plan for some time, I would imagine, behind the scenes. So, um, look, I like the team they've picked, but I don't think it is the best six batsmen 
if you were lining up uh, one by one, but I think it's probably the best team to go with at the moment. This move How's for, that for sitting on the fence. Uh, not bad. No, you, you're learning this. Cap- <laughs> you're learning this caper very, very well. Uh, you're not cane corns. You're not just making big comments. You're just just clarifying them a little bit. Uh, do you think this move to the top will? It looks like hard work at the moment. Steve Smith batting. He looks like he's fighting himself a bit. Do you think this change will reinvigorate him? Yeah, I, I think so. And again, I haven't spoken to him. I've spoken to a few guys around that team who think that the challenge is exactly what he needs. I mean, he's been, as we said, so dominant for so long. He looks like he's in a, a little bit of a rut, whether that's mentally or, or with energy or he's, he's lacking a little bit of drive. I mean, as I said, when you're pumping out numbers that Steve Smith has been for the last 10 years, uh, he's entitled to a flat spot. And I think a flat spot for him is getting 50s and 60s, which is, you know, which is an amazing... Uh, sign of how good he is, but um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to seeing him open the batting. Um, I think maybe that is exactly what he needs. He's the sort of guy who needs a carrot, needs something in front of him to drive him and push him, and um, maybe the opening the batting is a, is going to be a genius move. And just finally, on the BBL, the Heat setting the pace. Uh, the Scorchers are still up there, even though they lost two of their last three. If Adelaide can get into this final series, what gives you the confidence you can give it a real shake? Oh, I think anyone can win the big bash on on any given night. I think we've we've shown that. I think our top three, in particular, is you know probably the most explosive top three in the competition. Certainly has been consistently in the the big bash. We've we've struggled to get our bowling spot on, but in the last few games we've bowled really well, and we're, we're starting to play our best cricket when you want to. So um, you know, as I said, we'd like to be another game or two further up in the win column. But um, in terms of the way we're playing and the timing of that right now. Um, you know, we're in a really good spot. So another win tonight, and then we focus on uh, the next game after that. And what time's your first TV interview scheduled for tonight? Well, I don't know. I don't think I'll be doing any tonight because Brent and Hamish down here in Tassie will you know, take the mickey out of me, which they like to do, which is fine. But um, come uh, late January when we're back on the airs, I'll, I'll have plenty of ammo for those two, don't worry. Been e- saving it up. Excellent. Good to hear. Tim, as always, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, good luck tonight. No worries. Thank you. Cheers. Tim Payne, Adelaide Strikers assistant, SEN Tessie co-host, and of course, former Australian Test captain. So do you agree? A lot of sympathy for Cameron Bancroft, but is Marcus Harris the one that's really been uh, the most hard done by here? I've heard some people suggest that, but most of the focus has been on Cam Bancroft and not Marcus Harris. Have you got a thought on that one? one 736 736 Coming up in this hour, we're going to speak to young... Well, he's 17. 17-year-old New Zealand golfer Zach Swanwick, who's a current co-leader at the Australian Master of the Amateurs. Uh, could be a superstar in the making, uh, about to start his college career in Florida in the States this year as well. So we'll speak to him in about 10 minutes' time. But let's get the latest now from the newsroom with Nathan Gardner.